Thanks for joining us on By the Heart. I'm Alex. And I'm Sean. We believe that every great story is full of gospel themes. Together we examine our favorite movies while looking at the gospel themes of characters and some of their best quotes. Also, we look at the times that made us laugh, think, and cry. And we'll let you know when to go pee so you don't miss anything good. Glad you could join us. The gospel is that Jesus Christ died to pay the debt that we all owe due to our sin. And by faith alone, trusting in the work that he's done, you can have life everlasting. Welcome back, all 500 of you who have downloaded our podcast on hit, Spotify and iTunes. Hit the 500. It's, it's, we're really just taking off. <laughs> just kidding. Subscribe, guys. Send it to your friends. Welcome to the pod, my fiance, the Chef Bay herself, Melissa, aka Mel, aka Chef Mel, aka Chef Bay. Wow. What's up, mate? Hi. How that you doing? That was a great intro. <laughs> that was exceeded my expectations. Are you excited to be here with us tonight? Right. This has been a dream of yours for so long, and now I'm actually here to see it happen. I thought right. you were going to say it was a dream come true that you could be on our podcast. <laughs> rude. <laughs> so rude. So just so for those of you who don't know her out there, Melissa is a pastry chef. She's professionally trained, and that would make it no better time to talk about our movie of the day, <gasps> Ratatouille. So good. Ratatouille. First impressions. My first impressions, this is the second best movie where the subplot is about trying to please a snobby food critic. <laughs> What's the first one? Chef, John Favreau, for sure. Favreau! It's my favorite movie ever. So All right, well, we're going to cut first impressions right oh. there. We're cutting it? Yes. What are we doing? I have a surprise. Oh. <laughs> because you said chef, it reminded me. We're, we're hurting for time. So, everybody's been missing out on March... Madness. Yeah, it's been terrible. COVID-19 has taken away our chance to watch the underdogs make buzzer beaters mm-hmm. at the very last second. Babe, how do you feel about March Madness not happening? Wow, I am just so depressed. <laughs> Was this the first one you were ever going to watch? Or did you watch last year? Uh, no. You she, didn't watch last You didn't make her watch last year? She filled out a bracket. I asked her to watch with me, but I think that she was making some sort of pastry in- instead. <laughs> yeah, probably. Too busy. <laughs> Making and eating brownies. Mm. Mm. Priorities, I brownies. priorities. Yeah, I understand. So we have a March Madness of the best food in movies. Ooh. This is a March Madness I can get behind. Okay. Nice. Is this straight off the top of your head? It's straight off the top of my head. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> I don't have a list right in front of me. <laughs> this isn't my definitive list. I, I do have four number one seeds. We've got a 12-team bracket. Our four number one seeds are as follows. Three of them are from the movie Chef, as As you just mentioned. As they should be as well. The number one overall seed is the Cubano in Chef. Mm. So good. The number two overall seed is the Grilled Cheese Sandwich from Chef. Wow. The number three overall seed is the Brisket from Chef. I'm so hungry. But the number four overall seed, Ratatouille in Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Probably because we're doing this podcast. I, I've never had ratatouille, but the way that they make ratatouille look, it looks like I could have 27 servings and I wouldn't be too full and it would be delicious. Have you had ratatouille before? Yeah. 
Never, had, I've never had it. 27 servings of that ratatouille from the movie looks like one serving of lasagna yeah. or one <laughs> serving of spaghetti. So ratatouille in ratatouille, a number one seed. Let's go through the other eight, and we're going to vote on them. The first, we have a goofy movie, The Pizza, with mm. the cheese that drips all the way down to the floor. I don't think I've seen that movie since I was eight, and I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. <laughs> man, I remember watching that for the first time. I really wanted pizza. And the second is The Lady in the Tramp Spaghetti. Ooh. We're voting on that right now? Yeah. I, I would say the pizza from a goofy movie. What I'm going mean? pizza. Oh, you? spaghetti. It ends in a kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh. So the cuteness of The Lady in the Tramp Spaghetti trumps the pizza in your mind? Yeah. It's the love? Wouldn't you rather end a meal in a kiss than in cheese stuck in your teeth? I guess, but I don't believe in romance. So you're out. You're outnumbered here, two to one. All right, the pizza moves on. All right, what we got next? Willy Wonka, the everlasting gobstopper, versus the plate full of meat in Harry Potter. Uh, we're not really sure if it's chicken, if it's meatloaf, what it is. It's just a plate full of meat. What would you guys say? Harry Potter's my vote. Meat, yeah. Meat, yeah. yeah. Gotta have the protein. Sorry, Willy Wonka. Moving on. Next, we have the Elvish bread from the Lord of the Rings mm. versus carne asada tacos from the five-year engagement. Tacos. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> tacos, tacos every time, right? For sure. Okay, well then I shouldn't even tell you the next one, but I will. The fish tacos <laughs> from I Love You Man versus... Cucumber water from the other guys. Oh, man. But Will Ferrell was so convinced that that cucumber water was amazing. I, I was looking ah. forward to that, some of that cucumber water. Yeah, he was. Mm. So we're we saying fish tacos? Fish tacos, oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay, fish tacos. Good All night. right, moving on. Round two. We have the Cubano in Chef versus the pizza from a Goofy movie. Cubano. Cubano. Pizza. Oh! Whoa. Upset alert! Wow. Cubano wins. Yeah. Dang it. Everything I'm voting on is losing. <laughs> it's all right. We can't all just vote for the same thing here. We've got to have different opinions. Shot down. Sorry. The plate full. All right, you can vote first on this one, man. Okay. The plate full of meat versus the grilled cheese sandwich and chef. Grilled cheese. I love grilled cheese. I pick grilled cheese. I'm going with grilled cheese. Okay. So is chef going to just make it to the end? It probably will. All right. But now we have the carne asada tacos from the five year engagement versus the brisket. From Chef. Ooh. What do you guys think? I, I think that tacos have to move on. I'm voting for the brisket. I'm voting for brisket too. <laughs> have you ever had brisket? Have you seen that scene? Oh. They're cutting through yeah. the brisket and just, oh my goodness. I'm tied, but I think I agree with you guys. Sorry, tacos from five year engagement. Just gave it a great description there too. Oof. <laughs> oh, I said it was, they cut through it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yummy. Look at it. It, it was cut through. <laughs> and then we have. The fish tacos from I Love You Man versus the ratatouille and ratatouille. Now, before we say anything, just because we're talking about ratatouille doesn't mean that the ratatouille has to win. It's good because I wasn't planning on voting for it. Fish tacos. Yeah. Fish tacos. Yeah. Fish tacos. Yeah. fish tacos are one of my all-time favorite meals. Wow. We're into the final four, ladies and gentlemen. Final four. March Madness 2020 lives on. It prevails. We have the Cubano from Chef versus... Fish tacos from I Love You Man. I'm going with the Cubano. The Cubano. I would actually go fish tacos. Man, I don't know. This is My reason being, Cubanos are delicious, but I don't love mustard. Ooh, but that's what does it for me. I love the mustard. 
Oof. Yeah, tacos for me. I don't love Cubanos. I'm okay with that. Fish tacos moving on Never over the Cubano and Chef. Okay, now we have the grilled cheese from yeah. Chef versus the brisket from Chef. Oh, no. The brisket had a perfect bark. It was made from master barbecuer Aaron Franklin. Brisket. I'm picking brisket, too. I'm going with the brisket. Even though the grilled cheese, we have to give it up to that scene. So good. That specific scene where John Favreau is yeah. making the grilled cheese... You can probably YouTube it. It's beautiful to watch. And it's it will make you One time, yeah. my good friends and I in college, I think it was me, Titch, who's been on this pod, Hudson and Spence, who I lived with, Titch. Oh, actually, we, lived all, we all lived together. We left at 1230 at night to go to Walmart to get grilled cheese and tomato soup <laughs> to make it after watching that scene. Because you guys watch it. Okay, can we say definitively... The grilled cheese sandwich in Chef is the best looking grilled cheese sandwich of all time. I've never, yep. I think I can agree with that. <laughs> you got one to I just love grilled it? cheese, so any grilled cheese looks good to me. Oh, yep. Okay, we have our final two. We have fish tacos from I Love You Man. And I quote, the best fish tacos <laughs> from I Love You Man versus the brisket from Chef. If it's me, every single time, I'm going to pick a huge slab of barked out barbecued beef. The I'm thing going is, brisket. I'm going with the brisket because it's specific to that. Like, mm -hmm. they went to a specific place in Austin, Texas, where you're not going to get that kind of brisket anywhere else. You can get really good fish tacos a lot of places. I agree with that. Brisket from Aaron, from Chef by Aaron Franklin is your March Madness 2020 winner for best looking food. Best tasting food in movies. Did you taste it? Well, <laughs> I'm going to Road one trip. day. I hope so. That's what we could do for our honeymoon. Oh that's my on my list of places I want to go is Franklin Barbecue in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. I, I, I as well. We should go. You guys should go for your honeymoon. Can I third wheel? <laughs> you can come on the trip for free. Not everyone. <laughs> All right. Text us or let us know if you make your own bracket or if you have a better definitive list than that. Mm. I would... Bet $3, at least $3, that you don't have a better list than that. All right. We are talking about Ratatouille, directed by Brad Bird. Not talking about Chef. We're not talking about <laughs> Chef. The next time we come together, we're either going to talk about Chef, Grudge Match, or Terminator Salvation. <laughs> or Swiss Family Robinson. Yes. I think that's Melissa's favorite it's movie. It's my favorite movie Swiss, of all time. Swiss Family Robinson. Ever. I have no idea what it is, so but I'm going to watch it now. So it's about a Swiss family. Once you see it, you'll be hooked. Okay. Forever. All right, I so we have it. Ratatouille, directed by Brad Bird. The synopsis is that a rat who can cook makes an unusual alliance with a young kitchen worker at a famous restaurant. But first, what is a food that either of you were really proud of making? Uh, mine was banana cake for your birthday. Oh. This past year. On because, January. because, fun fact, or sad fact, however you like to look at it, the first year Alex and I were together, I forgot his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know when his birthday was, and I forgot it, and I felt like a complete failure, and I was horrified. So this year, I made this beautiful banana cake with banana frosting, and it was so good, and Alex loves bananas, so I was proud of myself. Nice. For remembering. I was day. really proud of that cake, and nice. I ate it. Oh. It was so good. John? I do not like cooking, which a lot of my friends know. I think it takes away too much time. So I have, this past year, developed this secret egg recipe 
<laughs> secret egg. <laughs> right, what do you, you whip up the eggs? Yeah, man, it's real secret. So I just throw crack eggs on the skillet, throw a piece of American cheese on it, and that's it. Wow. And then I throw some Tabasco sauce on it. The Chipotle Tabasco sauce. Oh. The brown one. It's delicious. So good. So good, yeah. Did you steal it from Chipotle? Or did I did not it? steal it. I bought it. Someone offered to steal it for me. I said, no, no, no. I'm going to buy this. Here on By the Heart Podcast, we do our best to not be thieves. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time. My favorite food that I was proud of making was the first rack of ribs that I smoked on that big green egg. Pull off the bone pork ribs. I had some of those. Delicious. They were, they were amazing. Yeah. So good. What a great investment. All right. So Ratatouille. Let's talk about our character study. These are the gospel theme moments of the the most important characters in Ratatouille. Before we get into the specifics, I think the overarching theme of this movie, when it comes to gospel themes, is that God shows no partiality. God shows no favoritism. That's the God that we serve, that your talents and your ethnicity and your financial status and your gender, they don't make you better and they don't make you worse in the eyes of God. We're all in this boat together. And for some of us, we need to get over that fact mm-hmm. that God shows no partiality. You're not better than that other person. Mm-hmm. And for Ratatouille and the chefs in Ratatouille, you're not better than a rat. Anyone can cook. Um, let's get into it. We got Remy played, played by Patton, I guess voiced by Patton Oswalt. He was great. He was so good. Patton Oswalt was great. Yeah. I mean, he, I didn't ever hear, has he been a voice actor before? I don't think he's been in a lot because I think a lot of people in Hollywood don't like him. Patton Oswalt? Yeah. Apparently he's not a very likable person. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know. He was in, what was he in? King of Queens? King of Queens. I was (laughs) going to say, I love Patton Oswalt in King of Queens. He's in the TV show Justified too, which I've told you to watch 10,000 times and you never will. Probably won't watch it. But he's great in that. No, I don't think, I've never heard him as a voice. Huh. So we've got Remy who is a rat and from the very beginning we know that he loves cooking. He's got um, an amazing nose for food. So much that his dad makes him the <laughs> the, rat the conciliar yeah. of yeah, whatever that means. Smelling <laughs> smelling foods to decide if they have poison or not because yeah. he has such a good nose. He loves cooking and in the midst of him loving cooking, he sneaks into a, a little old lady's house. And he's trying to grab some spices so that he can cook some delicious food for him and his rat friends. And then he gets entranced by a TV and he stops and this little old lady pulls out a shotgun to (laughs) kill him. So dramatic. Him and Emil run away, his brother. And because of that, she chases him and all of a sudden all of the rats have to flee. And he gets sent... um, down the drain and separated from his family. So Remy's uprooted from his home, but it actually leads him to something greater. He becomes a rat chef, first of his kind. So I just want to say his gospel theme, one, is he's uprooted from his home, from what he knows, and it leads him to something better. There's probably a three-minute scene where he's really, really sad, like, what am I going to do? This is not the plan that I had for my life. And then he walks up, uh, through a manhole, and he sees that he's actually in Paris. And that leads him to becoming a rat chef. So I just want to say, if you think that the plans that you make for your life on your own understanding will be exactly how you think they should be, 
then you've got another thing coming. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. It's really important to note that in Proverbs it says, lean not on your own understanding. You have to trust in the Lord for your plans. Babe, you want to talk about how we can't lean on our own understanding right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, amidst this coronavirus pandemic, uh-huh. uh, we were planning, still are planning, on getting married in a month or so. And, um, you know, things don't go as planned. So it's been kind of frustrating as we've navigated figuring out whether or not we're going to cancel our wedding or postpone it or not cancel it. We're going to get married. We love each other. We're going to cancel our wedding? I'm sorry. That didn't sound right. Um, no, but if we put our hope in anything, like all of our hope in something aside from God, we're going to be let down at some point because no girl or guy probably, but mostly girls dream of having a wedding postponed because of a virus. Um, but you just kind of got to roll with it. Like God has a much bigger plan and he's going to use us for our own good, regardless of whether it's just refining us and revealing our own idols of what we had in our wedding or whether it's, you know, setting up a different timeline for our life than we thought, but that's going to be executed for his glory. So yeah, just roll with it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, actually, I think that's a pretty deep, thought for what it means to trust in God, you've got to roll with it. Mm-hmm. If you're not able to roll with it, then there's a, it's a really good sign that you're trusting in yourself. You're probably trusting in your own control. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with loving control. And you're right. We can't trust in our own understanding because we're supposed to get married on May 23rd with 250 of our closest friends and family. And we're just not allowed. Yeah. It's not like we can say, yeah, we're going to do it anyway. Um, be rebels. <laughs> people aren't going to show up. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And that's a really frustrating thing. Um, but I know and we believe that on the other side of this is something greater than what we thought we were going to have. So I think Remy is really human for us right now, yeah. even though he's a rat. Yeah, he's an illustration, though. Yes. It's the point. And yeah. It's the point of the pod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How it plays an illustration for us. Sean, do you have anything for Remy? Yeah, I thought he's just someone who desires to live differently. Like he's he sees a different way. He sees a different way of life. And he's being influenced by the crowd around him, his family of rats. And he wants to live a different life that's transformed by food. And uh, everyone around him wants to chase what's just around them. They want to live by the status quo. They don't want to live by something dif- different, that, something that's transformed. And he's struggling with how to how to live that way and it's I think as a Christian it's so hard when you are your heart has been changed but maybe your um, your characteristics haven't been changed yet and your discipline hasn't been changed yet and you haven't really been molded quite yet into the character that God uh, has designed for us yeah. but you want to live differently it's hard um, it's really difficult to to pursue those things without the proper crowd around you and I think that's the point of the church is to help each other uh, carry your burdens, help each other grow, help each other be disciplined, and uh, help each other pursue and be more like Christ in all ways possible. Yeah, that was brilliantly said. So let's just move on, because that was great. Um, I think you should rewind 45 seconds and re-listen. So we've got Skinner, played by Ian Holm. Skinner is the new chef of Gusto's uh, after Gusto's death. And he's a, a tiny man. 
and he loves control. We see that he's really afraid of what people will think of him, and also he doesn't want his power taken from him. He worships his power. We've talked about this before on the pod. When you worship something, especially when you worship power, you will go to great lengths to hurt or destroy other people so that your power won't be taken from you. If you worship anything other than Jesus, it will destroy you. Whether that's being a head chef of a a restaurant or worshiping the control over your own family, it's not going to end well. And it doesn't end well for Skinner. Mm -mm. Sean, do you have anything on Skinner? I just see him as an example of someone we see, everyone I'm sure listening to this, we see this person every day probably. Someone who lives life without joy and is bitter, doesn't offer others life. He's not life-giving. And we want to be people who are life-giving because how great is it to be around people who give you energy and give you life to be around? Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes life out of people. He's the opposite of that. And yeah. that's the opposite of living a Christ-centered life. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. do you have anything on? Just, I mean, going off of that, he, in the kitchen, you know, everybody's looking to him for direction, but you're saying like, He's not giving life, and it's true. Everybody is trying to follow him because he's in charge, but he's not a leader. Like, nobody wants to look to him to follow him because he's doing a terrible job. Yeah. Yeah, and that says a lot about leadership. He might have the qualifications as a chef, and he probably does because he's been the sous chef for so, so much time. But his leadership qualifications of being someone who gives life to the people around him are clearly not there. Mm -hmm. And that's what a transformed life in Christ looks like, especially a transformed life in leadership in Christ. It's one that takes the brunt of the heat for everyone else and all the other sacrificial things that you can do in between. Um, Let's move on and talk about Linguini, played by Lou Romano. I think Linguini is the most like all of us. Wait, hold on. Is he related to Ray Romano? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh my gosh. I have to find out. Okay. Keep talking. You, you, you need keep to talking. find out if Lou Romano and Ray Romano are related. I love Ray Romano. I think Ray Romano's best role is in The Big Sick. By far. He is so funny in The Big Sick. Um, everybody loves Raymond. It was probably good, but it was I was a little too young when that TV show was popping. But anyway, we have Linguini. I think that he's most like all of us. Linguini is a sheep. He literally can't do anything. Yeah, we all agreed on that right away. Like, he must be led. He, he, when he even tried to pull a letter out of his pocket in the very beginning when, when he's not controlled by Remy, the pocket was in his right pocket. And instead of reaching with his right hand into his pocket... He reached his right hand all the way around his body to, to grab the letter. And he letter. spun like three times. Yeah, like, yeah. You could tell he was really incompetent. He needed to be led. And he needs to be led. And he's really actually being led by Remy. So this whole movie is about how Remy the rat wants to be a chef, can be the chef, has the, the skill to be a chef, but he's a rat. And he's not looked at as someone who could actually do it. And so he lives inside of Linguini's hat and teaches Linguini how to be the best chef in the world at this Mm -hmm. moment. Um, It's a really just a cool picture on what we experience as Christians. If we try to do anything by ourselves, if we try to lead our own lives instead of be led like sheep are meant to be led, 
then we're going to spin around three times while trying to pick out a letter out of our pocket when it's as simple as looking to our right. But when we are led by the one who is supposed to lead us, who is our shepherd, who is Jesus, it's kind of like Psalm 23, where the psalmist writes, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. We see that when Linguini gives in to the fact that he has to be led, he can't be the leader of his own life, he actually becomes an amazing chef. It's not because of his skills, it's because of the skills that was given to him through Remy. And when we let Jesus lead our lives as the good shepherd, he makes us lie down in green pastures, he leads us beside still waters, and he restores our soul. When we lead ourselves, those things don't happen. Go ahead and preach, preacher man. All right, our second category, the big daddy moment. The moment you couldn't hold it in anymore and you had to go pee. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Do you guys have any? Yeah, mine was when... Um, you had to get up and go pee? No. When you actually got up and no. went pee? No, oh. I was watching this whole movie because I love this movie. It's so good. You did, and you were quoting it. And you, <sighs> it was fun to watch you I watch this. You had so much joy. Times. Okay, anyways, my movie moment is when Linguini is sleeping and Remy is helping to like help him clean because he's so tired from staying up and cleaning the kitchen all night. And Colette comes in, um, and she's talking to him. And it's just like this weird scene. Like, I don't think it's really needed. It's Colette really is just getting no. Colette's just getting mad at him because he's sleeping. And, yeah, it's just, eh. And that was mine, too. So. Yep, same. All right. Moving on. By the Heart Podcast. We picked up a new sponsor. We got a new sponsor. Sean, tell them who it is. We are sponsored now by Alex's Painting. Alex, can you tell us about Alex's Painting? <laughs> Alex's Painting, LLC. This is my... Actual painting company who sponsors the podcast. <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Not monetarily, though. <laughs> Category number three are gospel quotes. I've got one quote. How many? You got one quote, babe? I got one. Sean? One. All right, we're going to go around in the circle. I'll start us off. Remy having a conversation with his dad. His dad, who doesn't approve of him being a chef says to him, this is the way things are. You can't change nature. And Remy says, change is nature, Dad. The part that we can influence. And it starts when we decide. And I think this is very poignant when it comes to gospel living. The way things are. So we just do them because this is the way things are. It's usually not a really good way to live. But most of our experience is that we have people in our lives who live this way or our families have been brought up to live this way. And Jesus calls us to a different type of living, a living that is based in who he is and a living that is based on making decisions led by the spirit to induce change. Babe, what's your quote? My quote is from Anton Ego. He is the food critic um, in this movie. And he says, in the end of the movie, he says, In many ways, the work of a critic is easy. We risk very little, yet enjoy a position over those who offer up their work and their selves to our judgment. And I just thought that was really powerful because it's so much easier for us to point out the flaws in others when they actually attempt to do something than for us to try something new ourselves. And 
Mm. I think we're often fed so much negativity from others when we try things that it prevents us from wanting to try new things. So, y'all, just stop being negative. Start just, encouraging yeah. each other. <laughs> Nobody wants to be around somebody who's not nice, you know? It's and okay you, to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And yet we often fall into that trap of being critics. Yeah. It's I, easy. It is easy. It's one of the marks of being a Christian is one who is a great encourager. Mm-hmm. Sean, what's your quote? Colette says about halfway through the movie to Linguini, it's the chef's job to be unexpected. It's our job to follow the recipe. And I Ooh. thought that was just a beautiful illustration of us as sheep and Jesus as the good shepherd. Yeah. Simple enough. Well, it's, it's his job to create. It's his job to take care of us. Mm-hmm. It's our job to follow him with our life. It's our job to take up our cross every day, to follow the recipe. Yeah. The recipe is a, a light and easy burden. Um, it's having faith. Yeah. It's believing and trusting with everything. So good. That is so good. Fourth category, Jimmy V moments. Moments that made you laugh. Moments that made you think. And moments that made you cry. Every day, if you laugh and you think and you cry, babe, you have a full day. Does he do this every time? Every time. Oh, no. Either way, you haven't listened to every podcast? No. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I'm sorry. That's all right. You know what? What are you doing? It was totally worth it to watch your look on. It's it's not giving me any free time. So I have no excuses. Oh, man. To watch your look. The look on your face as he was doing that, <laughs> as he was pointing in your face, doing his Jimmy V impression. Like horrified. Uh, you looked very disturbed, like maybe you are going to cancel the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if you're wondering what the Jimmy V category is, I need you to go to YouTube and type in Jimmy V speech. Jimmy V SB speech. And you'll find it. Yeah. All right, Sean, what's your laugh? The laugh is in the beginning of the movie when the old lady pulls out a shotgun to shoot <laughs> two rats and she shoots her whole house up. It's so absurd. She's, it's absolutely ridiculous, but I, it was so funny. It was definitely good. That was my first you know, belly laugh moment of the movie. <laughs> my moment that I think is really funny is when Remy tries to tell Colette that um, he loves her and that about the little chef, and he's like, I love your cooking. <laughs> he like, tries to come back from it. It's just a funny, awkward love scene. Yeah. It's One time, funny. Melissa kind of did that to me. I actually did. We don't have time for this. Next time. Next time. <laughs> Next time on our pod. How I accidentally told Alex I loved him. But I actually did. So worked out. Whoa. Yay. That was a high five. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about our thinks. Sean, what's your think? When Remy realizes he needs to leave his family, when he finds them, uh, when they reconnect and he's reconnecting with them and I don't know, were they in a sewer? Yeah. And none of them are taking him seriously. They don't really care about him. And he's like, I wasn't meant to be here. Mm. And I think that's a good, uh, another good illustration just that shows that it's, it's hard to leave good family, beautiful family. Um, but we're not supposed to be home forever. We're supposed to leave and we're supposed to, to lead. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. I love when Remy is sitting in the sewer under Paris and he chooses to go to the sewer, which is a step in itself. Like, he didn't have to do that. He could have been a sewer rat, but he decides to go up. And even as he's going up, it takes him a while until he, like he climbs through all these houses and then he gets to the top of the roof. And it's only then that he realizes he's in Paris. It was a long Mm. journey for him to like realize I don't have to be in the sewer. And it was a journey to get to the top. And he realized, wow, I'm in Paris. He could have lived under Paris his whole life and not even known it. That (gasps) is living by faith. Yeah. I think I want to marry you. 
Oh. Oh, so deep. I think I want to stand next to you guys when you guys get married. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. All right. My think. Appreciate you. <laughs> I don't even want to say my think because yours is so good, but I will. Um, Gusto says, who defines your limit? And he's giving encouragement to um, Remy as he's about to be a chef. And I was just thinking about how does that idea, who defines your limit, how does that not turn into a self-righteous platitude that if you pull yourself up by your bootstraps then everything will be good? Because that is a type of Christianity that is deadly. That you define your own limit and as much as you want to push it, then that's as far as you'll go. That's not really how life works. Um, I think of Romans chapter 8 where Paul tells us that we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. I think that's one of those passages that's used to encourage people to take a risk and get through your worst trial. When in all reality, Paul is actually talking about who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither life nor death nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul is saying that we are more than conquerors through Christ when it comes to being separated from his love. We won't be separated from Christ's love because of the work that Christ has done through us. So who defines your limit? Jesus. All right, we got our cry. Sean, you got a cry? Yep. When Linguini kicks Remy out. Oh, they're both hurt. Was sad. Linguini was betrayed and Remy did something he didn't want to do. He, oh. gave, he gave in, and yeah, that was really sad because they were actual friends. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't just like oh, we're partners. It was like oh, we developed a relationship here. That was super sad. Babe. Mine's not nearly as deep as yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's when Remy is um, back to when he's in the sewer before he goes up and realizes he's in Paris. Um, he's looking in the cookbook that he stole from the house that he was getting shot at. Um, <laughs> And he has a little tummy growl. He's just like hungry and his little stomach just go gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Just, just, <laughs> just like that. I'm a great impersonator, guys. Um, but it was really sad. And I just get really sad when I'm hungry. So I can attest to this. All you have to do is feed her and 10% happier for <laughs> sure. It's true. Um, mine is when Anton Ego eats the ratatouille for the first time and he's brought back to childhood wonder. Um, I just think that's food is so important. Sitting around a table is so important with your friends and the people that you don't know yet, your neighbors. And food a lot of times elicits memories. And for those of us who are lucky, sometimes food elicits good memories. Mm -hmm. And I have a few good memories when it comes to food. All right. We've come to our last category, our by the heart. These are the moments that capture and grip us and make us want to come back. Sean? My by the heart moment, this movie, what gripped my heart, just watching the movie, was the music and the fluidity of the cooking scenes. Yeah. I think Disney is, Disney is the gold standard of creating childlike wonder. 
Yeah. It makes it feel very magical. Yeah. You just want to be in it and you want to, you want to live that scene. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mine is the accuracy. Um, like Alex said, I'm a pastry chef. And so I love, love, love that this movie is accurate. Um, from what I've heard, uh, they brought in actual chefs for this movie so that it would be accurate. And it really is. All the positions are correct for a classical ki kitchen. Uh, Colette is the only woman in a kitchen, which in the past it's changing, but in the past it was very hard for women to make careers in kitchen. Um, so that's kind of cool. Even when Remy was running underneath the tables, there was crumbs underneath the table in the scene when he's running, which is so true during food service. There's, you know, you don't clean up until the end of the night. Literally everything. Like, I, I have a whole list in my head um, of what I could talk. Like, even Colette was telling all the stories of the people who worked in the kitchen. They all had a backstory, a crazy backstory. And that's usually pretty true in a kitchen is it's just a rough scene. Um, not everybody has a great story to tell. Um, I don't, it's just it's just really accurate. And I, I could talk for half an hour about why I love this movie and why it's so accurate. But as a chef... Um, I just think that they did a great job in portraying the kitchen scene. Well, my by the heart moment is your love for the movie. Aww. Watching this movie with you. This is the third time we've watched this movie. Is it? Yeah. Wow. And just watching you watch the movie makes me want to love the movie even more. Like when they, when, okay, when they pick up the bread and she like crunches it and she's like, this is how you know the sound of a good bread and it crunches in her ear. Doesn't that just make you want to eat bread? <laughs> Yeah, I love bread. <laughs> Usually so just good. bread does, but I yeah, that's it. very passionate about this movie, guys. <laughs> this was Ratatouille. Thanks for joining us. Remember, God shows no partiality. He shows no favoritism. In Christ alone, you have the opportunity for fullness of life and joy. Join us on our next three episodes where we talk about Swiss Family Robinson, yes! Grudge Match, and <laughs> Terminator Salvation. See you guys. Later. Bye.